The African Pride with Christoph Bongo. Since its creation, every player wishes to represent his nation in the FIFA World Cup. Every nation fights to represent its continent to this showpiece. That desire never changed from the first World Cup qualifier in 1933 to our present day. In 2018, the honor and the right to represent Africa in Russia 2018 lies squarely with these five nations known as the African Pride. Each of those nations has a history, has a record, has a milestone, and has a story to tell. The African Pride is a series of storytelling visiting the history, the milestone, the record of all African representatives in Russia 2018. The Super Eagle Journey, the Taranga Lions Battle, the Eagle of Carthage Hunts, the Atlas Lions Signature, and the Pharaoh of Egypt's Reign. Hello, I am Christophe Bongo, and this is our story. This is our African Pride. The Super Eagles are once again in the World Cup. Their qualification to Russia has made them the African nation with the most appearances in the World Cup. Total, six. And in so doing, reclaim their name back from the Super Chicken to the Super Eagle. The story of Nigeria in the World Cup is a colorful one. Nigeria is the only African nation to have qualified for three consecutive World Cup. 1994. 1998 and 2002 editions, missing the 2006 before resurfacing in 2010 and 2014. The most remarkable participation of Nigeria was in USA 1994. If you are not clued up with the nation's history, 1994 was the most troubling year of Nigerians' history. Nigeria is the only African country to go through a second phase, the last 16 of the FIFA World Cup in three occasions, but they failed to reach the quarterfinals. During the two times Nigeria qualified for the World Cup, 1994 and 1998, the country was under a powerful leader. Nigerian defaulted on the issue of democracy, good governance, and the human rights. That strained the relationship between the country's civil society, the international community, and Nigerian states under General Sani Abacha. Chief Anas Shonekan took over as head of state and commander-in-chief of the Nigerian Armed Forces at the most trying time in the history of our country, politically, economically, and socially, there were lots of uncertainties. The chronological analysis highlights, essentially, the crisis of democratic process and human rights in Nigeria during Abacha years, which subsequently led to extremely tense relationship between the country and the international community. Football became the tool of governance. Football became the tool that the government used to communicate with the outside world. During the qualifier, Nigeria's super ego had to deal with two issues. The U.S. 1994 qualifier started in April 1993, when Nigeria played against Cote d'Ivoire, losing 2-1. During that qualifier, Nigeria's super ego had to deal with two situations. Number one, Abiola taking an expected lead in the presidential election and declaring himself as a winner. Number two, Baba Gida declared nullification of presidential election. And just before playing their last game against Algeria in Algeria, Nigeria youth hijacked a national airline to the neighbor Niger to protest against corruption. But the Super Eagle had recorded an impressive win to qualify for USA 1994. 
the fortunes of national team had served as a barometer to the state of the nation. A lot of responsibility was placed in the national team to boost the morale of the nation. Just like in 1934 with the Egyptians. Football in Nigeria was ruled under a directive known as Directive 101, giving the military regime a carte blanche to interfere in all aspects of Nigerian football. In this constant and with everything listed above, all super ego victory of 1993 on road to 1994 World Cup in USA became a propaganda message for the government. In the field, all looked ideal as a super ego looked confident to take on the world for the very first time. The first appearances in the World Cup, Nigeria went on as the African champions that they won in 1992. Confidence was not an issue, but they knew back home, all was not calm. In 1994, just ahead of the kickoff, Nigeria was once again in a political turmoil. Abiola declared himself as a president and he was arrested and charged for treason. Nigerian army suppressed the riot and strike on the streets. Not after long, Abasha then organized a constitutional conference election to create calm in the country. All happened just before the kickoff. Amazingly, Clement Weternoff, the Nigerian head coach managed to isolate the players and all those happening in the country did not affect the Nigerian national team, neither their performance in the field negatively. Nigeria was in the same group with the former champions Argentina of Diego Armando Maradona, Gabriela Batista, Diego Simeone, Ortega, to name but few. To complete the group, Nigeria found themselves with Greece and Bulgaria. The Super Eagles started their campaign with an impressive display against Bulgaria. Recorded the biggest scoreline by the African team in the World Cup. 3-0. Official defending by Uche. Uh, we didn't get in, but now they've got in. Yakini coming for the cross. Scores! But here Nigeria now with a chance for a second. And they score it. And Amokachi is the scorer. Nigerians have the Brazilian touch. It's stuff from Mihailov is now racing back into goal. George, man coming into the back, scores. Amuriki, third for Nigeria. Before losing narrowly against a very strong Argentinian team 2-1. The Super Ego closed the group with another marvellous performance against Greece. Two Four minutes into stoppage time. Amakachi has produced a goal of real quality. And what scenes we've got now. Nigeria went on to finish top of the group and they reached the last 16. The success of Nigerian group stage went on to the players' head and the Western North couldn't keep the unity as division, individualism and the ego started dominating the group dynamic. By the time the Super Ego were facing the Azuri of Roberto Baggio, Donadoni, Maldini, Sachi, Antonio Cote and Baresi, Nigeria couldn't replicate their previous form and they were eliminated. Many believe if Nigeria, the Super Ego, achieved nothing with their best ever squad of CSCA, Oliche, Yekene, Amokache, Amonike, Ikpeba, Ogavon, Akofo, Okocha and Keshi, Nigeria will never 
win anything with any other squad. In 1998, two years has elapsed. Nigeria's self-imposed isolation for political reasons was finished. That saw the super ego missing out the AFCON 1996, the most disputed championship in the continent up to present, with Nigeria refusing to accept and recognize South Africa Bafana Bafana as the African champions. The super ego went on to dominate qualifier group, which had Guinea, Kenya, and Burkina Faso. No powerhouse. Like in 1994, Two days before the kickoff of a FIFA in France on the 10th of June, the super ego of Nigeria will get the bad news. The General Sani Abacha, the state president, is dead. And day before the kickoff, Nigeria had a new president sworn in, Abubakar. And he made a super call to the super ego, wishing them super luck. The magic worked. The Super Ego managed to go through the second round with an easy finish as group winner once again. On their way, Nigeria eliminated Spain of Rao, Kiko, Luis Enrique, Sergi and Fernando Hierro. Hierro. Deflected, goal, first blood to Spain. Well, to take the corner, so the director still trying to get the defenders in the right place, and look at that! It's an equaliser, it's Adepoju! Delight for Nigeria! And Raul has sneaked in and scored in such spectacular fashion! Well, Spain making a real statement at the start of this second half. Going on down that left-hand side and still going on. Well, it's gone in. Off Subizaretta. Lawal may well claim that, but it has to be an own goal. Alise. Oh, my word! Nigeria in front for the first time. And how? Nigeria had almost the same team as 1994, but this time, the newcomers were too excited to prove the point and made the same mistake. And once again, they failed miserably against Denmark. Kenako, feel it, it is here. was an emotional trip for Nigeria to come to South Africa. A trip that they could have made first time in 1996 when South Africa hosted the AFCON to defend their African championship that they won in 1994. As it turned out, 2010 was the worst Nigerian performance in the World Cup, bombed out in the first round. However, they redeemed themselves in Brazil four years later with a much, much younger team. Many people in Nigeria would attribute the poor performance of the Super Ego in South Africa to the winter weather compared to the humid temperature in Brazil as a European summer. In 2014, the Super Ego were not really super, but their performance was good enough to see them go through the second round as second team in the group after Argentina. When Nigeria met the energetic French team in the last 16 as Lecoq, Le Bleu, of France, 
nullify them with a scoreline of 2-0. Terrific stop. Storming in looking for the winning goal maybe at this moment though. It's here, it's there now. It's into the net. It's a perfect finish. And Yamer may be at fault, you would say, as well. And uh, well, Valbuena to Benzema to Valbuena. It's almost at standing space at the moment. And Griezmann has got the second. That's France to the last 16. The dream of Nigeria going to the 16th round, it was over. What would be the story of the Super Ego in 2018? How did they qualify? Quietly, Nigeria went to the qualifier campaign as they always do, making sure that they win home games and see what will happen on the road. Road to Russia was not an easy one as they traveled before. Almost equal their campaign of 1998. The biggest shock and wake-up call came when Nigeria drew against Emino Swaziland in the second round nil-nil. The return game was one-way traffic as Nigeria won 2-0. Nigeria needed to travel to Zambia and avoid a loss. Zambia had eight points, whereas Nigeria had nine. Only a draw or a win will send Nigeria to Russia and making them the best African qualifier thus far. Zambia knowing that only a win will give them a chance to go to their first World Cup finals, the football authorities decided to take the game from Lusaka to Ndola, the Copper Belt zone using the smaller and the intimate venue to get the fan behind the Chipolo Polo for Makeke 11. The atmosphere was electrified. The mission was simple for both teams. Only a win was important. Nigeria didn't let that dent their concentration and the super ego did their job by beating a well-supported Zambian team by a score of 2-1. Both goals were scored in the first half, taking the pressure off the Super Eagles back. That day in Dola, the new Nigerian hero was born, Iobi. The Arsenal forward opened the score in 33rd minute and Nigeria never looked back. Players to watch from Super Eagles in Russia. Nigeria always had a problem at the back. They never had a good goalkeeper and this time it is Ezenu. At the back they've got Bolongun, Shindu, Tros Ekong. The midfielder might have Ogu and Dindi. Going forward, the young Ayobi, Etebo, they will be forcing their way to, to help Nokame. This is the Super Ego 